0: comfort zone this is like a zone of comfort i have to step outside of it what but it's my zone it's my comfort zone you know sometimes i feel like i have to be in my comfort zone to step out of my comfort zone if that just rattle that through your skull spaghetti what the hell am i even talking about great question let's put a saddle on this horse take it for a ride come on You are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD and comorbid depression symptoms. Ugh. I'm your host, Russ Jones, author of Descending to the Top, believer that you can actually have a smile in your life despite this diagnosis. So let's make some sense out of this struggle. Let's learn some stuff. Let's laugh at some stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, here's some stuff. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Good? You good? Hi. Mm-hmm. Come on, file right in. Come on, everyone, have a seat. Here we go. I have a couple exciting things I want to share with you really quick. I'm recording another episode with Sarah Vermont of CareerGasm. She's the best of the best for career clarity, and she's coming back on the show. Uh, we're recording next week, so and my intention is that to have it ready, so it'll be next Monday's episode. We'll see. Um, no guarantees, but uh, we're going to be talking about starting a business when you have ADHD. The overwhelm. Which idea do I pick? And I'll share the nuts and bolts about some of the stuff that I've been doing. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask, reach out at click on the contact form. Let me know your questions and hopefully we can get them in there. Uh, but act now because this is totally last minute. We record on Thursday, Hello. And the other thing is that I have a webinar. I am doing a webinar. It is free and I'm going to be giving the registrants which is what you're called when you register for a webinar, the registrants will be getting a webinar on a tutorial on how I use the bullet journal and uh, maybe a lesson on the importance of externalized planning, externalized accountability, all that. Uh, This will be how I do it. If you're interested, it's not the way it's a way. Uh, So no worries if you can't make it live too, because uh, you get it on the replay that's emailed to you. That's, that's how webinars work. That's the webinar way. Um, And link to that is in the show notes. So, comfort zone. We hear people talking about stepping outside of this zone, this comfort zone, you know, in work. You know, you don't like making sales. Well, you got to step outside of your comfort zone, Troy. You got to make those calls. You're never going to get a girlfriend, Zach, until you step outside of your comfort zone. And what's my comfort zone? I, 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 I don't know. It's maybe not being rejected again. Feeling like I'm an unlovable, hopeless piece of shit. I don't know. Is that my comfort zone? Exactly. You got to get outside of that zone. Sometimes I think the issue with ADHD for me, it's not whether I step outside of my comfort zone. It's that suddenly my comfort zone vanishes or it obliterates. The thing that would inhibit my behavior is gone. So now stepping out on a limb is more like me just running off the edge of the limb. (laughs) And then the tree branch breaks and then we crash down to the ground. And then we have a problem, right? We have broken legs. So I'm like, so what is the comfort zone for me? Uh, How does that look? You know, it's apparently that's how you make positive strides in life, stepping outside of the comfort zone. This zone of comfort, this weighted blanket of life that we stay nuzzled inside safely and warmly. You know, nobody can hurt me in here. A lot of it I think is classic just doing a thing that sucks or what we perceive sucks. If I'm in a depressed state, like if you experience depression in the way that I experience it, it's very hard to reach out to people who I think want nothing to do with me. So my comfort zone is like, it's more comfy to stay isolated, even though I know it's awful, but it's more comfortable. As weird as that is, and you know, all the people that I would reach out to, they're my friends. They've never said or done anything to verify this feeling that they think I suck. Um, They're all good people. They're wonderful people. And it's, but it goes against the very fiber of my being. And I don't think I could handle Uh, Them saying that they're too busy to spend time with me because then I'll know, then I'll know that I'll be validated that I'm a piece of shit. Oh no, I can't do it. And so that's scary. And so my comfort zone would in those times would be in isolation. So stepping outside of my comfort zone then is going so far as to say, you know, I know I need connection. I have a free block of time. I'm going to text this person to go for a walk. If they say no, I'm going to try this other person and then they're done. I've stepped outside of my comfort zone. My win for myself is not going on the walk with the friend. It's the text. I reached out. I did it. Now the universe can fucking do whatever it's going to do and give me whatever answer back it's going to give me. I tried. I did my thing. That's the stepping outside of the sad clown depression comfort zone for me. But what about the ADHD one? The ADHD, hiding the person that I am inside because the normies of the world have me following these social norms and shit. Like, oh man, I have the answer for that one. Um, it's a slow process, but oh my God, when you get there, it is so beautiful. We don't have a lot of places where we're really allowed out of the cage. I think that's why performing, being a performer, oh my God, and I miss that sometimes. Is like Because that's full permission to be out of the cage. Society expects you to be out of the cage when you're on the stage. Please be weird on the stage. Normies love watching the weirdos be big and bold. But oh my God, keep that shit on the stage. Put it away when you're in the real world. Not in the grocery store. They call this behaving. And not acting up. It's so fucking boring. But oh my god, I'm so guilty of being ruled by that. So I'm going to share how I exercise this muscle. Uh, I'm going to be using the example of the guy. And I'll be playing the guy. I am the guy in this scenario. Um, You know, I'm guy. And so I currently now will dance full on, safely, but mind you, in my car, to such songs as Tesla, Little Susie, um, White Zombie. Uh, More Human Than Human, that's another one. Even Dream. Dream is uh, everything I do, everything, everything I own. Is that the song? Google it. I love that song. And I will really get into it. Anything that really juices me up, I'm the guy at the stoplight who you might think is on cocaine. I got no shame. I'm acting like a goddamn freak in there, but I'm driving super safely according to the laws of the land. But I do look like I'm on drugs. And I'll have you know that I'm not. I'm not on any drugs. I personally think that the people that are sitting passively in their car, just staring and driving normally, I think those people are on drugs. I'm in there rocking out. I'm juicing up. I'm fueling up. I'm expressing exactly how I feel, exactly how the music makes me feel. And it wasn't always that way. And this is where we cut back. This is, if this was a movie montage, this is where we now cut back to 25 years ago. This wasn't always the way it was. And here I am, I'm 25 years old and I'm driving and there's a song that's really cool on the radio, but I'm scared about what everyone thinks about me, which is a crazy juxtaposition because at age 25, I'm doing stand-up comedy, sketch comedy, improv comedy, i'm out of the cage a lot but when i'm in the real world oh i'm hyper aware of trying not to draw attention to myself i don't want to look weird i'm trying to fit in and be cool and it's so hard so there's a song on the radio and it's i really like it and so but maybe i'll like thumb drum on the steering wheel but no not at stoplights oh my god are you kidding me no No, not where someone can turn and look and think, hey, he's not even tapping to the beat. You guys, look at this guy. He's not even tapping to the rhythm. And then the inner thought of that makes me miss a beat. And then I'm like, oh, God, I'm a fucking idiot. They don't think I'm cool. I blew it. I blew my opportunity to look cool to a complete stranger who may or may not have turned and looked at me in the stoplight thumb drumming on my steering wheel to a song that they can't even hear. I blew it. No, 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 no. no! I wouldn't even take that chance. I would not put myself on the line. Thumb drumming uh, at a stoplight? No way. Instead, I would switch to like lap tapping. I would tap the song on my lap. That way no one would know anything. Even though it probably looked like me hand tapping on my lap to the person in the other car with the angle, it probably looked like I was masturbating, to be frank with you. You know, with like a Billy Idol face, you know, rocking out. (laughs) I probably was probably a lot worse. My movement from thumb drumming to lap tapping. <sighs> so how does a guy go from that bubble of insecurity to a guy who's uh, rocking out and singing out of key, doesn't care, dancing, maybe not to the beat, just not worried about it. And he doesn't care what people think about him. But he, well, he does actually care, but he's just too busy being focused on juicing up to that song He doesn't, he's not thinking about what other people are thinking. There's two things that have gone into this. The first one is stepping into discomfort. It's like that. um, What is it? Would be the discomfort zone. I go into the discomfort zone repeatedly in micro moments, in moments of curious rebellion. You know, what happens if I keep going? I'm just going to hand drum, even though I know they're watching. I know it. Don't you dare stop. Just keep hand drumming. Hand drum louder. Oh my God, they're watching me. I fucked up. Oh, keep going. Own it. Own it. Turn it into a different thing. Just stare straight. (laughs) I do that a lot. I do that more than I would like to admit to you. And I absolutely love how ridiculous this all sounds right now. Like, you're like, are you fucking kidding me with this micro moment in your life? But honestly, I guarantee you, show of hands right now, everybody, show of hands, how many of you are ultra self-conscious in traffic when you're at stoplights? you stare forward, you don't look sideways, you don't make eye contact. And if you do, oh oh boy, oh boy, that's embarrassing. This guy kind of sort of almost connected with a human being for a millisecond. And we both smiled because, oh my God, we're caught. We did a thing that's weird. How foolish do we feel? Is that just me? Uh, There's no way that's just me. Okay. And let me, well, let me ask you this then. When was the last time you crossed a crosswalk when you were alone? Not with a friend to divert your attention. You're all alone, and you didn't become acutely aware that people were watching you. Like you're in the spotlight, center stage. Walk across a crosswalk, and action. And then suddenly, you forget how your arms move, or if they're swaying the correct amount. Am I walking right? Well, fuck this. No, I'm going to be confident. Oh god! And so you, I'm going to walk confidently. And now, and what am I strutting? Who am I? John Travolta? It's like we leave our bodies and we become some version of, I need to make sure I walk how everyone who is currently watching me is expecting me to walk. That is nuts, isn't it? I do have a hack for this, which I'm, uh, it works for me. If ever I'm walking across a crosswalk and I can feel myself being super, um, self aware in a, like insecure, I will do a math problem in my head. Like, okay, what's 1,558 divided by five? And then I just work on the math problem while I cross the street. And it takes all of my mind off of what would otherwise be. Please, God, don't trip. Please do not trip. Not today. Not today. It helps. Yeah, there you go. There's a hack for you. Don't say you didn't get something out of this podcast episode because you just got the world's greatest crosswalk block hack. I think this is probably one of the safer ways to work on stepping outside of my comfort zone, practicing doing the thing that I want to be doing a little bit at a time. It's kind of like a rubber band. I'll stretch it a little bit. And then after a while, it gets a little bit easier. So stretch it a little bit farther. And it's easier to practice on things that are less detrimental to my psyche um, and my life. I feel weird dancing in front of people. So I'm going to practice car dancing at a stoplight. And at first I'll just stare forward and try to focus on the music. Uh, there's a lot of insecurity there. But when, when I do a thing a hundred times and I don't die from it, it gets a lot easier. It, I, I get to take a little bit more ownership of what I do with my time on this planet. Uh, and I can let myself out of the ADHD cage for a little bit, you know, in the wild when it's something like, you know, okay, let's say I have a sales job and I've got to prospect or call people stepping outside of my comfort zone. That might be just saying like, okay, I'm going to make one phone call, one phone call where I actually talk to a human being. It's not a voicemail. And then when I make that phone call, I'll have an experience. And then that experience will then inform how I have my next phone call. And it it might be too much for me to say, I'm going to make five phone calls. So I just start with one. And then when one gets handled and I can feel like stretching, I'll do two. And then I add some new stuff in there. Like some some businesses, you're like, oh, it's a referral-based business. I got to ask for a referral. Okay, so the next phone call, I'm going to challenge myself to ask for a referral. And so each time I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone just a little bit. And that becomes the challenge. It's not about going from scared shitless to top of my class, making 50 calls a day, get my sales speech down. It's one tiny little manageably embarrassing moment at a time. And I learned from that experience, iterate as I go, realizing I didn't die from it, continuing on. I hope that's helpful to you guys. My challenge for you this week is what makes you uncomfortable and keeps you in your comfort zone? What keeps you locked in your cage. This isn't about how to be a normie. It's not, it's, it's, if it's not a thing you truly want to change, it's not going to change. It's not what you should do or what others think you should do. Like, what do you want to do? If you stay open and curious in your day, and if you catch yourself inhibiting where you really don't want to inhibit, explore that. What could you do to to step outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Not all the way, just how can you dip your toes in there a little bit? Let's feel the temperature of the water. What's that like? Give it a go, let me know how it goes. I'm always curious about what you guys are doing. So if you wanna share, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out via the ADHD Big Brother website. You guys know I'm reachable. Um, and if you want to take these challenges to the next level, get that external accountability. We are actively moving our needles forward in the ADHD Brother form. Join us. I've got to figure out something I'm going to step outside of my comfort zone on. Uh, I have a couple of ideas, but I'm like, uh, and I'll post them in there. And with that, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. And uh, I will talk to you later.